This is the Riverdale Rewind, brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. Yesterday's episode was so good. Did you agree? Yes, I did. I feel like I was talking to uh, WCCB News Rising anchor Julianne White today, and we feel like they are going full on crazy. And I wonder if it's to keep up with Sabrina on Netflix. Maybe. I mean, I felt like that's the direction that they've been leading to all along. I mean, but they, every season is crazy. It is. You know what's crazy? What? We forgot to introduce ourselves. Oh, well, if you've been listening, you should already know us by now. <laughs> I want to say my name. Okay, say your name. For brand recognition. Okay. Hey, everyone, I'm Just Jess. And you can follow her at Just Jess at WCCB. And you are? Nomi Burton. And you can follow her at? At Nomi Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blanks. Mad Libs. Um, yeah, welcome to Riverdale Rewind. Is this the, were you back last week? No. No, last was, week was Thanksgiving. We're rusty. Yeah. We're so. full of spuds. The week before that, we had one episode. The week before that, we had no episode. Yeah. It's like because of the holidays and everything. But we have one next week. Mm-hmm. Next week is the men in the black suit. Hey, did you pick up on that in the episode? No, I didn't. I was I thought it was either the Black Hood I they were or... Al- alluding to Hiram. Right. Which, I mean, they were. But I was trying to remember what he was wearing... In the fight club scene, like in the whatever club. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I know. About? I feel like we should go back and freeze frame it. Because like I was like, was he wearing a black suit? Or are they talking about the black hood and just not realizing that they messed up and didn't say also, hood? Also, stop demonizing the color black. <laughs> Some of us like to wear black all the time. I am wearing white with my black today, though. Are they going to do another flashback episode? I was wondering that because that would have to help fill in the gaps of the rest of the uh, gargoyle story with the parents in the Midnight Club. I want to call it the Breakfast Club all the time. Yeah. I also want breakfast all the time. I'm actually okay today. I ate a snack before we came. <laughs> so I shouldn't be getting too hungry until about 12.15. <laughs> so towards the end of the podcast. End of the podcast. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, I wonder if they'll do another flashback episode, but I don't know if it would be needed. I, I doubt that they will. I hope they do, because I absolutely love the flashback episode, but I doubt that they will. Did you find FP to be shady this episode? I feel like his actions are a little questionable lately. No, I, I actually didn't get that at all. I feel like they're playing him a little mysterious, like maybe he has something to do with the gargoyle stuff. I keep getting this thought that like he may be... Really? Yes. No. I think he's being really weird about it. He's being, but also, like, what made you feel this way? There are a couple instances. One specific one is the way that he acted when he got into Alice's house, Alice and Betty, and they're hiding in their room because the gargoyle king is downstairs, and Alice tells him, and instead of, I would think FP's natural reaction would be to, like, go fight. He just, like, held her. I was like, it's okay. He like, there's held- a monster downstairs. He held her, but looked at Betty, like, look at what you've started. That's yeah. how I felt. Like, he looked at her like, you don't realize what you just opened. Maybe I missed that reaction because I was watching on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
dimly but, lit. But like, I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, you should go fight. But he's also experienced this before and knows how powerful the king is. So I felt like he was kind of like scared with Alice and oh. stared at Betty, being like, "You just don't know what you just opened." Um, and that's what I took from it. I feel like he shuts everything down a lot, though, too. I don't know. I th- just think he's been a little suspicious. And I don't know if maybe that's just the way he is or if they're playing towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's too easy to th- to assume that the Gargoyle King would be Penelope Blossom. I think that just because she had the white oleander in her house that uh, Dilton Doyle's father died from, uh, I don't know if she's the culprit. I think people just all know she has a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. So they say Alice covered up the story with the story saying it wasn't a murder, it was a suicide. They say that Penelope Blossom may have been the one to poison the doily dad. Uh, but I think it's all a little too easy. And I think there's enough, the town is close knit enough that somebody definitely knows they have these, that she would have this in her greenhouse. Right. Do you, But like, do you think though, that Penelope was playing the game in a way and Alice needed to protect, I guess, her and her family and helped Penelope out. She could have, but I didn't know if... Well, I guess they all have this weird close-knit... And when it pertains to the Gargoyle King, I feel like they all have this weird close-knit connection where they will look after each other's back, Mm -hmm. but otherwise they're very vindictive to each other. I feel like Mr. Lodge would be way too easy. Yeah, it's too easy for it to be him. Um, And also I think that whatever he's doing is kind of separate from everything. Right. Um, Yeah, I I think that's an interesting kink in the storyline, it being Dilton's dad killed himself uh, it's like how convenient. Yeah, like you cannot fact check it. Yeah, and in that the Betty's secret doctor that she plays with um, has <laughs> that she plays with. Was, that sounds so, so dirty. And, and I was right about Archie getting infected. Yes, you were. Yeah, he did get in a bit of an infection. I do um, feel like the doctor, which I wrote down his name, Mister Curdle Junior, Doctor Curdle uh, Junior. I feel Kirtle. like he. I have this weird, like, calmness with him. Like, I trust him more than all of the parents. Oh, well, because of science. Yeah, but, like, he puts off that creepy vibe, but I... But he's, like, outside the situation. Right. So, really, all he has to lie on are his facts and his dad's collection of autopsies, apparently. Right. I just, I feel like... His private collection. I'm more, I would feel safer with him and hanging out with him than all of the parents. Yeah. Um, because all the parents are bad. Yeah. Something's bat poop going crazy. Yeah. Something's going on, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if Fred Andrews was actually the one that started all of it? It would be because he's so nice. Yes. And yeah. he's like so the American dad. Well, also. We don't. So at some point this season, we are getting Jelly Bean and Mrs. Uh, Jones. I right. Forget her first name. Um, so do they have anything to do with? Well, not not uh, Jelly Bean, but maybe the mom was the mom around at the school. Also, they brought in. Was this the first time we've seen Reggie's dad? I felt like it. Yeah. And did you see his reaction though? Like I don't care how many times you've 
giving your son a black eye, which Betty, super, super smart, very clever on inviting everybody with an invite. Right. Saying, the king is inviting you to the speakeasy. And they all show up. Yeah, that was clever. There was a lot in this episode. Um, to I guess just to recap, if you're kind of lost, we, we see Archie decides to leave town. Um, Joaquin ends up being part of the Gargoyle gang and dies, um, as well as I think all his other little gang members. He had just well, met. the two other guy or three other guys in that cave. Was it only three? I thought it was like ten. So it looked like a lot, mm. but they only said. Two were confirmed dead and one that died in the hospital. Oh, okay. So that would have been three because when you look at that scene, it looks like it's a massacre. It looks like there's a ton of people in that cave. Yeah. And they were not dead from the poison. Um, We also see, uh, what's her name from the uh, Pussycats? Josie. She has has a seizure, seizure, which I'd like to talk about what might be the connection of all the seizures. Um, And then... The gargoyle king. Okay, we see Veronica find evidence of um, coercion making, um, which is funny because of today's political announcements. Um, We see that there's she's found evidence of coercion. I try to screenshot like and look at. I pause the frame where she's in the mayor's office looking at all the files on. I guess which Hiram has put on Hermione's computer to see what other documents are around that folder. I I know me too. I didn't see anything good. It's just like some basic stuff. Yeah, but that's what you get when you watch CW. You start pausing things and looking. (laughs) (laughs) I love how we both pause to look at the documents around that folder. Because it would be like the secret gargoyle file. <laughs> so we find that, uh, you know, there's coercion behind uh, making Archie the fall guy for the shooting. And then um, I guess the biggest thing we see is that they send uh, Betty to the farm. And the farm appears to have a connection between uh, the gargoyle king. Or did you think Betty she, was hallucinating? She, Betty went to the sisters. Oh, is the sisters? Oh, the sisters. I thought, I thought it was the farm. No, Archie is going to the farm oh, yeah, next she went episode. To the sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yes. So basically, her mom was like, "Okay, well, they protected me and helped me when I was young. It helped Polly, and now they're going to help you and protect you." The last scene of the episode, Betty enters the art room in the sisterhood, and everybody is drawing the gargoyle king. Yeah. Or is she hallucinating? I think I think she is knees deep in it. I feel like maybe that is the part of the root mm-hmm. of where it started. That and and do we think that the sisters of you've you've posited this before that the sisters of Quiet Mercy might be related to the farm, which may be related to the Gargoyle King. Mm-hmm. I'd like it to be more than just one thing, though. Like I I don't want to be like, oh yeah, we're all just doing the Gargoyle thing. <laughs> End of story. I mean, you're right. There could be several different things, and people maybe are mistaken them. Maybe there is a cult, and then there's the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the game might have been created in the sisterhood mm-hmm. as like part of their tests, part of their uh, therapy session, part of their whatever. And since a lot, I guess a lot of people end up going there or know about the sisterhood, somehow that escaped that little, I guess, institution and 
people started playing it and took it way, way far. It was like a really bad wine in design. Yeah. <laughs> Do those exist still? Um, I think so. Like painting with a twist. Yeah. You know what they have here at Huga Studios? They have um, uh, skill pops, which you can do painting. Oh, fun. Could you, you know drink who, wine during that? Uh, yeah, I think some you can. Oh. You know who would probably like doing a wine and design? Penelope Blossom? And Scott Clark. Oh, yes. Scott I think Clark. Scott Clark, our, our but obviously wouldn't sponsor would. He wouldn't like to drink wine and then drive his No, vehicles. and you know what? If you're Scott Clark, you have someone drive you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he probably hasn't driven in a long time. He has somebody drive all his nice cars. So if you need Honda, Toyota, Nissan. Is it Nissan? Too? Yep, yep, Nissan. Yeah, you can go. Three to... convenient locations. Yeah, around the Charlotte region. So you can go there and you can find a nice car for a friend to drive you around in. There you go. Or right. let's just get Jess a new car. Yeah. <laughs> 2019 goals. Yeah. Well, now it might be a camera. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll we'll play it by ear. We need to get this more sponsors. <laughs> and then we get so goals. feel free to sponsor this podcast. Yes. Um, I just wanted to throw Scott's name in there. I missed, <laughs> I missed him. Back to business. Um, yeah. So the... So we see Betty at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. I want to talk about uh, Evelyn, Ever Never. I was going to say Ethel. They got to make the names different. Evelyn, Ever Never. She seems to be around everybody when they have a seizure. And she's staring at them every time they have a seizure. Does she have ocular warfare? I mean, that could be her secret power. I mean, it's it's weird that she's always present. Yes, that's the connection. And it's weird... That she's always staring at them when it happens. I hope it's not like some mystical, magical thing, though. I don't think it is because it's going to happen to cross over with Sabrina. And the creators of Riverdale already said that there is not going to be a crossover episode. I thought they left it open to the possibility. Nope. There was an article that was released uh, about a month ago that said that there will not be a crossover. Well, that's a poo. Because I was really hoping so, but I think maybe that deals with Netflix because Netflix bought the whole thing of Sabrina. Like, yeah, period. but also they, but also CW has an exclusive deal with Netflix. I don't know. I guess we'll just see. They always say never say never. Um, but yeah, I, I, the connection, the only connection I'm finding between the seizures are that Ever, Evelyn Ever Never is in the room at the same time, which makes me think: is she has she? Maybe put some kind of like poison on their desk, like anthraxy kind of stuff. Is like she, they're breathing it in, right? And it's making them seize. Could it be with the white oleander? You know what I'm realizing right now. What you could be onto something because everybody who's had a seizure has been female. So are you saying it's because they're of their lady parts? No, because, I mean, of lockers, like the girl's locker room. She could plant something of, like, but, that dusting of some sort. Well, I'm thinking she might just be doing it in that exact area. Mm-hmm. Although she's not right. Well, she's in view. She's in eye shot of them, right? Because mm-hmm. the first time was Betty, and she was right across the porch in the fire. Right. And then the second time was Ethel, and she was in the room with her, Right. Right. And this, this is, I think, the only... She was in um, the science lab. Yes. And I think she was a couple rows back. Yeah. She always seems to be, like, a safe distance, but enough that, like, 
is she blowing a poisonous dart or because she has she like walked by and like sprinkled some anthrax on her desk or you know something like that. do you think maybe it's a, a word a trigger word oh kind of like hypnotism yeah i mean it I could mean, could i mean i wouldn't put it but, past this show at this point but every single person that has had a seizure has all been female so true did dilton have one no. No, he just drank the the blue punch. The yeah. Did any of the Midnight Club have them? Uh, nope. No. So so far it's only so, female, but th- th- I'm and not it's sure. dealing with the farm. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that. Well, I guess we'll see if a, ga- a guy has one that debunks the. Girl. I mean, your theory could be correct because on the farm they could be making it. Yeah, it could be poisonous tampons. <laughs> poisonous tampons. <laughs> That's where my mind went immediately. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, since she's a female, she has access to the girl's locker room, to the girl's bathroom, um, you know, mm-hmm. where if it was the males, she would have to have access to the male locker room. Yeah. Uh, well, that is a good point. I mean, she could dust it on their clothes, so when they change after gym, yeah, they're putting it over their face. Yeah. So, I mean, a powder oh, substance could work. And she was in work. Betty's house. I don't know. Yeah, I think it could be some kind of poison substance, like powder or something. But, like, how she's administering it, we do not yet know. Mm-hmm. Or if that's even So the, the girls are the targets. Yeah, but why would it only be girls? Because she has access. Oh. That's the only thing I could think of. So or maybe they're, jo- they're easily to manipulate. But why Josie? She's just the other one bites the dust. Oh, I have an idea. Oh, I have an idea. <laughs> what if it's a protective measure? Because just when the principal was like, I'm going to check, or not the principal, whoever it was, was I'm going to check out your alibi. The sheriff. Sheriff, yeah. Was going to check out Josie's alibi. She, so every time Pooh's about to hit the fan, I've said Pooh too many times in this podcast, but I want to say other things. So, <laughs> uh, so Okay, first first Every, situation was Betty saw the creepy thing happening in the fire with the twins, mm-hmm. had a seizure. It's not sure what she saw. Ethel had a seizure. What was happening right before she had a seizure? She was um, being talked to from Betty and Jughead. They were pressuring her. They're finding out facts. Yes. And now this time, it's like the closer people are getting to figuring out a little bit more about the Gargoyle King situation, it's like she's a preventative measure, like give them a seizure so that they can't talk. Right. Because maybe Josie seemed like, oh, a little wishy-washy, like, mm-hmm. like I sent them the music room. Mm-hmm. It's like, where are you though? Oh, but that wasn't about, it was about Archie, but that Archie is part of the whole Gargoyle plan. So I'm wondering yes. if, if, if Evelyn is their um, playing defense. That would make sense. Yeah. It would make sense, but so maybe when their blood pressure hits to a certain point with this poison, yeah. it kicks in. Or she targets them somehow if maybe it's like by, I don't know. So does she know a lot more about what's going on with Archie and that crew, the the Midnight I would, Club? I would, think so. I would at least think she would know about the, at least the current situation. I feel like maybe she's not the Gargoyle King, but maybe the who she works for is her dad uh edgar so maybe she's the gargoyle princess but wouldn't be (laughs) but wouldn't he 
like, because he was running the farm and everything, wouldn't him and Mr. Lodge, maybe even Penelope Blossom, be way too easy for the story plot? Well, it could be, but we actually don't know who Edgar ever and ever is yet. We haven't seen him. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a code name for somebody. Could be. Um, or but then, then again, Alice would have recognized him when going over to the farm. It could be like some person that in their high school that was not popular and you know what I mean? Like they just don't remember him. Maybe he had a different name. Mm -hmm. But although that would be kind of similar to the whole Black Hood thing last year with the janitor. Right. I don't know. It's very interesting though. I feel like we're uncovering something here. Yeah, I think that's like yeah, I think we're getting more into what what Evelyn's purpose is other than she's just this creepy girl here to help recruit people to the farm. With a ton of pizzas always at every meeting. So is so Archie's off to the farm next episode. I have the synopsis for next episode. Yeah, which by the way, I must give a shout out to this chick who got kind of, I think, passionate about last night's episode. Well, so Archie's going to a farm, not the farm. Um, it, but it seems like it's the farm, perhaps. Um, so yesterday I was live tweeting and I said, um, so Jughead has no idea Betty is, um, is with the sisters. So is Bughead broken up just like Varchi is? broken up and so oh. because if you, if you remember Jughead calls Betty she can't answer because the sisters are taking her away he then leaves with, with Archie down the railroad and to a farm mm -hmm. it could be the farm but we just know it's of a farm and those two bachelors are now at this location and you see in the trailer next uh, episode that Archie is getting straddled by another female, like hmm. in a very sexual way. You know, I could not find the trailer. What? I know. I look for it. So, so I have not seen it. That's what you see. And then describe it in detail. And she's very attractive, but she like, you know, says something and then sits on him. And like, it's a very like, okay, they're about to do it. And, so, and so Kids then these days, then they go on to the next and they're doing it. <laughs> they're vaping and they're doing it. <laughs> and then next scene you see is, Archie, super like happy, like farm happy. Oh, you like know? kind of a uh, like um, culty happy. Yeah, or I can't think of the brainwashed. Yes. Yeah. He's he's that kind of happy, and you hear Jughead say, "Man, are you serious?" Oh, interesting. And that's I feel it. Like, I don't think Jughead is broken up with Betty. I think, but I think Archie. I think Archie's being so dramatic about the whole breaking up thing. I get his point about leaving town. Right. I, but I don't think it needs to be forever. I think he's just high school dramatics. Oh, my goodness. Right. But, Hormones. Yeah. But and the, like, crying and everything. It's very high school. But um, So this Twitter chick, once I posted that, she's like, at Ing Max Cooper. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, she says, no, they're not. <laughs> Where are people even getting this idea from? 
People get very defensive. Well, and I explained right there that, hey, was Jughead calling Betty to be like, hey, we need to take a break because I'm leaving town for a little while and I want you to go do your thing or whatever. He's First of all, he's just going to leave town, never catch up with Betty again, not know that she's like with the sisters or any of that like with it does jughead not intend to come back i think he did i don't know oh i didn't read it i thought i read it as he was taking archie somewhere securing mm-hmm. his safety and then coming oh back. maybe that's i didn't it. think he was going there forever i thought he was just going to be leaving for quite a long time with archie um, like know. those two are like you know, they're bros, bros before hoes type thing. These kids are clearly not focusing on their SATs and their college <laughs> entrance requirements. <laughs> I'm a little concerned for yeah. the youth of Riverdale. Yeah. There's a lot going on, though. It's just it's just really interesting to know why he was, like, clearly he was calling Betty to explain to her what was happening. And then another thing, Veronica, what you need to do is make sure you get the Find My Friends app and put Archie on there. Yeah. Uh, I noticed, too, that this, this has been a very Cheryl and Tony light season. Do you think that is... Do you think it's just because there's so many characters the plot can't focus on, on all at once, or do you think that's deliberate to kind of have her make more of a appearance in the second half? I think they're holding off on her maybe until next season, or the couple that is. Last season, there was a lot of Cheryl, a lot of Cheryl. Yeah. Um, you know, and Tony, for that matter. Um, and then the season before that, there was a good mix of everything. Well, Cheryl was like the prime. Right. Yeah. Um, next episode, the synopsis on imdb.com says, Betty finds herself up against a formidable foe from her past, and Veronica makes a risky business decision that could cost her everything. Now, I think last week I talked, or last episode, I talked a little bit about this. Um, who do you think could be the formidable foe from her past? I have my notes if you hear me flipping through. I know that, okay, the next episode is called The Man in the Black Suit, and then I think that the lawyer that Veronica has to deal with is – oh, no, no, no. The, I think it's who Archie meets at the farm is played by Riley Keough. So maybe that's who you saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that – who do you think that the formidable po- foe from Betty's past will be that she meets? And I'm assuming she meets them at the sisters. Um, I'm assuming it's somebody named Monica. And because oh, like, of, of that file being sent. Oh, I thought that that was maybe like her dummy email address. Oh, really? Monica Posh. I thought I thought it was to a lawyer or a judge or somebody to help like get that get Archie's, you know, well, so stuff clear when she met with um, attorney Josie's mom. Um <laughs> Molly Ringwald? (laughs) No, Josie's mom. Oh, Mrs. McCoy. Yes, Uh, Attorney McCoy. When she met with her, she didn't say, like, I had emailed this to someone. I thought she was emailing it to herself to have it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like her, but I could be wrong. But I would, I would guess like Monica Posh could be her like. Foe. I could see, yeah. I could see that being her like alter ego. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> Betty or not Dark Betty, but uh, blonde. Blonde Ronnie. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Monica Posh makes me think of like Posh Spice. Victoria Beckham. Um, so uh, I, 
I don't. I feel like the foe from Betty's past could be ch- the guy that we thought was Chick last year, or mm-hmm. Hal. Who would be at the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy? Well, it definitely wouldn't be Hal because Hal's locked up in like He's crazy in- security prison. Right. I wonder if they. He, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I mean, you're right. It could be Charles or Chick. Yeah, but she. But we don't know the real Chick yet. We, right. So Charles be guy, yeah. could be. Is it, who else could but the there's be? no there's no males there true so it's a girl it has to be a female okay so who would be a girl from betty's past unless they have like therapy sessions of closure no there are guys in sisters because they, they had records yeah of oh, charles was there yeah okay so there's guys there so it could be a guy or girl but a formidable foe I'm trying to think back to. It has to be her brother. It has to be because they had records. Like the fake one, maybe. Because she doesn't maybe. know her real one, so he wouldn't be formidable. Right. So it could only. We still haven't met the real Chick Cooper. We met fake dude. Right. Who we don't know where he. Who and else? if he like escaped into the wilderness and he was homeless, I mean, I, it would make sense he would go back to the sisterhood. But he hated it there, though, right? Yeah, and he's too old. Like once you hit eighteen, I think you leave there. Oh, really? It's kind of like it's like almost like fostering I see. in a way. Hmm. So it has to be someone of her age. Yeah. Who has, who has left? Maybe Evelyn? No. No. It has to be somebody from Ethel? first. Uh, yes, Ethel. Damn it! They need to change up. Yeah, the I names. know. And both they similar. They're similar. Um. Maybe who's from first season that maybe we saw once, twice, or played a role, but then we haven't the, seen. Yeah, the first season is all about them trying to figure out who killed the Blossom twin, Jason Blossom, and then Miss Grundy, but she got murdered. She got murdered. Do you think maybe this is, I don't know how they would do it. I don't know how they would do it, but do you think this is somehow a segue into meeting a jelly bean yeah and, that could be it and mrs jones maybe jelly bean really isn't with living with her mom maybe she's maybe in, mrs jones got a job there or she's in maybe or like a therapist lied. maybe she lied and sent jelly bean there and skipped town i don't know i don't know who's in the cast for next week either oh that's a good i don't think they'd list it if it was no they can't list it because that's spoilers i'm gonna google it but I just like I'm trying to think maybe that is a way to get them to segue into those two characters. It could because I don't know otherwise when they'll introduce them. I don't know unless unless you know FP needs help somehow and that's why they come back. It could. Oh, hmm. I don't know. We haven't seen Polly in a while. Yeah, but that would be too easy. Yeah, I'm reading an article. Um, the last time she was there, she had gone to look for Mr. Svensson, mm-hmm. known as Joseph Conway. Um, I don't know. I don't know who else it could be. I don't know. <gasps> Maybe. Did he die, though? The janitor, maybe they have the janitor. He then starts working at the sisterhood as a janitor. I thought he died. Didn't he die? I wasn't I sure. He did. Um, 
I don't know. Oh, this is going to irritate me. Well, I guess we'll have to find out next week. I just wanted to figure out in advance. I'm looking at this article on theinsider.com, and they don't know either. So if they don't know, <laughs> then we're not going to know. But, I mean, a formidable foe. It could be just one of the mean nuns that was drugging Cheryl and trying to conversion therapy her. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this season has a very American Horror Story vibe. Yeah, which I never watch because it scares me. American Horror Story has the first two seasons was good. After that, it got kind of like. Are you blaming Lady Gaga? Mm, And that was like very long into it. I'm Mm -hmm. blaming that they just lost their touch. Maybe they uh, did too too many. They don't have enough stories to tell. Yeah, I don't know. Ryan Murphy, figure it out. But I think that's going to wrap it up for Riverdale Rewind. I think so, too. You got any fun plans going on? We both have a lot of vacation coming up. I know. <laughs> Actually, Naomi's on vacation right now, so you should all be very thankful for her for being here. Just like Jess did two episodes ago where she came in sick. Yeah, breathed on everything. And she just powered through. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I tried um, not to cough this episode. I don't like just working on the house. Home ownership. <laughs> I know. I got I got some new furniture and I even texted Nomi a picture of it and I realized It looks so good. It's a bird cow. But I know that I'm getting old and boring now when I'm like, oh my new couch. <laughs> <laughs> Look how white it is. <laughs> Look how white it is. It's so sad. It's more like, oh my God, I'm affording adult things. Not really. I did a payment plan. (laughs) You're still affording it. I mean, I will in 36 months. (laughs) I'll own it. That's an adult thing to do. It is. (laughs) Thanks, Bassett Furniture. Hey, maybe they'll sponsor. Right? We could sit in fancy chairs. We could drive our Scott Clark car to um, drive our Scott Clark car to Bassett. Yeah, and be like, Hey, what lamp and table should I get now? And could that fit in this vehicle? Of course it can, because it's a Scott Clark vehicle. And they have a variety of automobiles. And three convenient locations. Yeah. I really do want a new car, but I think uh, I need to Maybe Santa could give it to you. We're working on that camera with Santa. (laughs) (laughs) But... That's the, me and Nomi both there do some like little photography and videography work, and I, I have a, a nice camera, but it's old, and I would like a new one. And so I've been looking into new camera equipment. Hey, Santa. Yeah, but I also need a new vacuum, and I asked Santa for that. Wow. And Santa's not made of money. <laughs> but maybe his elves are. But maybe his uh, wish list is very uh, nice this year. Perchance. Um yeah, and if you want to see more of what we've been doing behind the scenes at WCCB Charlotte CW, it's Tis the Season. I've been doing a holiday promo shoot with the uh, talent at our station, so you can check my story at Just Just WCCB right now. Um, I'll be posting some pictures from that, too. It's pretty cute. It's like a photo booth. So if you'd like to see your favorites from WCCB News at 10 and WCCB News Rising in silly Christmas gear, then you should look on my Instagram Nailed it. Nailed at, it. At Just Just WCCB. I'm at Nomi Burton. Other than that, I guess we'll see it next week. Yeah. I just got the pangs of hunger right now. <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Bye, everybody. Riverdale Rewind. Brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group.